What's going on, everybody? My name is Jesse Rivera, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Comic Talk, the podcast. How are you doing today? It is Saturday, March the 14th. Are you stocked up on toilet paper? Man, I don't know about all that stuff, but I mean, definitely wash your hands, right? Social distancing and work from home if you're able to and help your friends out. You know, I'm sure you're all good people. I don't need to preach to to you guys because you guys are all good people. But so anyway, enough about all of that stuff. We know what's going on. I'm not going to sit here and talk about it for five minutes because it's everywhere. What I am going to talk about, though, is you are about to listen to a podcast with one of my favorite local comics, uh, Ms. Melissa McGillicuddy. Yes, this podcast is uh, a little bit over a month old. Man, like I said, I had so many podcasts like to edit and I kind of got in over my head about a month ago and I had to stop recording podcasts and just get caught up. And so with this one, I am officially caught up and um, <clears throat> I'm going to start recording some brand new ones uh, as of later on this afternoon. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm just looking forward to uh, whatever the podcast brings in the next couple of months. I'm ready to adapt and change if I need to, and I will, because that's how you move forward. You adapt, you change, you adjust, you move on, right? Label it, let see what you learn from it, and then you go forward. So, without further ado, please enjoy one another's company, be kind to one another, and sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Comic Talk, the podcast with my guest, Melissa McGillicuddy. Hey, you know, you can follow Comic Talk on Instinct, Instinct, Instagram. I don't know why. Why was I going to call it Instagram? I don't know. You can follow Comic Talk the podcast on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, but I don't really, I don't tweet much uh, anymore. I just go on to Twitter a couple times a day and make sure the apocalypse hasn't started. So, uh, follow Comic Talk Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Also, follow Jesse Rivera Laughs on Instagram. And, yeah, and you can also follow um, The Podcast is Coming from Inside the House on Instagram and Facebook. We're going to record a brand new episode of that later on today. We're going to watch La Bamba. Yeah, so that's my other, other podcast. This is Comic Talk the Podcast. And this is Melissa McGillicuddy. Thanks. Peace. Take care. I always have a hard time. Or I, I've done the Amazon wardrobe thing. Okay. Where you can pick, you know, seven to ten different pieces of clothing. They'll mail them to you and then you have a week to figure out if you want it or not so they don't charge you anything oh but you still got to pick the stuff yeah okay. but i just find i don't know unless you already know it's something that fits you i find that just buying clothes online yeah cold, cold call cold shopping just, yes i don't have a great success rate with it's that it's like blind dating yeah you're just like what am i getting into it's right. like online dating blind dating oh blind dating yeah no sure. remember back in the day when it would just be fully a blind date oh, you know yeah, you didn't living. know anything about the person but, and you'd be into it too like yeah. let me set you up with somebody okay let me try it yeah. they're like oh i know somebody that's perfect for you and, and then you knew when they weren't perfect and they'd be like tell me about them <clears throat> they're like they're really nice and you're like mm. yeah you led with nice <laughs> and you show up and they look like a foot like, <laughs> <laughs> i mean nice is nice but it shouldn't be the first thing yeah you know yeah, you shouldn't lead with nice no yeah nice isn't always fun <laughs> 
Hey man, what's going on? You want to introduce yourself? Oh me? Yeah, you. Oh hi. <laughs> Everybody knows who I am. <laughs> I thought we were still doing the bit. No, we <laughs> okay. can stay in the bit. We can stay in the bit. We can do it. I thought we were on a blind date right now. Guess what? We, how's it going? Hey, I'm really great. nice. Oh my gosh, this is so nice. Um, this is a really nice restaurant that you picked. Yeah, uh, I like the view. Yeah, it's great. Occasionally there will be a cop car. Um, Someone parked right in front of a fire. Uh, oh yeah, hydrant no, right that's there. fine. Yeah, and I was just like, oh well, how close do I want to get to this in no. case the jaws of life have if, to come out and move that car if, out of the way? If there's a fire in this neighborhood, it's not a priority. <laughs> They're like, ah, just let it burn. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fine. They're like, oh god, another meth lab exploded. Mm. Yeah, on Fourth of July we played a game called Fireworks or Meth Lab. Oh my gosh, that sounds <laughs> really funky. That sounds accelerating. Like, uh, it was, you, but when it's a meth lab, uh, it sounds like, a little different. Well, and forty-five seconds later, like the the team of bicycles go racing towards it to right. pick up the scraps. Yeah, and you don't see any fireworks, oh so that's also a good. <laughs> that's yeah. a good indicator. Yeah, that's another bit. I have right. a bit about. Oh, okay. About tweakers. <laughs> And they're great. Did you ever introduce yourself? No, I didn't. We, right. we started, we were yeah. on our date. and Yeah. Um, hi, I'm Melissa McGillicuddy. How you doing, Melissa? I'm great, thanks. How are you? And we also have... Hi, I'm Liz Randall. What's up? And I, of course, am Jesse Rivera. Of course. And we're here. The man. Sipping tea, sipping coffee. Mm, I got my chai tea here. On For a Saturday morning. Shout I'm, out to Tazo Tea. Feel free to send me some free chai. Her water was sourced from local clouds. It was. <laughs> I got my Kirkland Italian sparkling mineral water here. I'm we're, full. I'm on full diva kick tonight or today. I don't know why. Well, it's we got to be because it's it's the it's the eve of the dope room show. It's oh my morning, gosh, that's right. Of, we have morning of. We it's both the morning have of that the, show tonight. And I, yeah. and I clung to Tina San Lucas long enough to get a spot on the dope room show. I was like, nice. some, somebody dropped out, and uh, and I got I got the spot. That, that, Perfect, dude. That doesn't but I whatever really, it takes. Yeah, I really wanted because um, I knew my friend Cynthia was coming up this weekend. Yeah, because first I I bribed my friend Cynthia to come up with uh, King's Spurs tickets. Okay, because she loves the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, but in the in the interim of me texting her and telling her somebody else at work claimed the tickets, and mm. I was like, oh, never mind. And she's like, wait, I already I'm going. So yeah. I was like, Here oh, we we're at least going to go to a bunch of cool comedy shows. Awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. So, yeah, I'm super excited. Speaking of cool comedy shows, what's up with you and your shows? Um, Let's see. So last night I had two really fun shows. Um, the first was um, Xavier Betancourt. Yeah. He's uh, created this new, it's sort of just getting launched, but he's creating um, basically like a new queer space for artists of all types. So, you know, anything any sort of performing arts. Mm -hmm. um, and last night was his first sort of kickoff of that show. And he had some stand-up performers and, and other performers. So um, that was really fun. He had a great turnout. It was a fun show. He had food and drinks. and Nice. Um, so that was really fun. Um, it was cool. to. And so then I ended up having two queer shows last night, back to back. Uh, after that, um, at the comedy spot, I do the some semi-regular the lgbtq comedy night there was that at nine o'clock yeah it was at nine o'clock. i heard there was a line it was sold out yeah we were totally sold out so that's awesome yeah it's so fun i always just love the continued great turnout for those shows like um you know queer comedy is definitely uh high in demand so it was a really fun night yeah we had a sold out show had some bay area comics and an la comic come out Oh, wow. Um, yeah, we had Samson McCormick. He's in L.A. And uh, two Bay Area comics, uh, Dominique Jellin and Max Eddy. 
Um, and then I hosted. Oh, Max Eddie's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, really he's good. great. So it was just a really fun night and just two really fun shows back to back. So it was just really, just a really fun, great night of comedy. Yeah. How long have you been doing comedy now? About five years. Okay, so yeah. when you started uh, five years ago, was the did, did did those types of shows have this kind of momentum? I I did those types of shows had that have that kind of momentum. I th- I think there were shows going on like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's always been a demand for them, uh, because I have been doing that LGBT show for a few years at the comedy spot. Um, okay. and originally when I came on, I was just brought on as a performer and we would, they were doing it once a year at the comedy spot once a year during the rainbow festival in, uh, like around, I think it's like Labor Day weekend. Um, and then I just thought there's clearly a need, like a need and a demand and a want for this. So yeah. we should start doing them more often so i kind of try to do them quarterly um oh okay. you know there isn't really like a set schedule mm-hmm. um it's just sort of as dates become available then then i do that i don't have another date yet for the next one but we'll probably do one in may or june around pride right right yeah. okay nice perfect yeah i had a question for you because okay. like i um i've always like what was the thing that like got you into comedy and you probably have had that question asked so many times but like what was the thing that like got you into comedy five years ago yeah I guess it was it's always something that I wanted to do growing up you know I watched a lot of stand-up and we grew up watching a lot of my mom and I watched you know like in living color and Saturday Night Live and stuff like that so I always Mm -hmm. you know when I was a little kid I always thought that I was going to do that. I yeah. also really liked Silence of the Lambs, so I was going to be an FBI agent. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was either Sanem Comedian or FBI agent, right? Those are oh, two, like, so just go hand in hand. I know, right? Um, <laughs> they work so well together. <laughs> I was like, oh, I really like Jodie Foster. I'm not sure why, but I really like her. <laughs> just something about her. Just something. Just something. I can't quite figure it out. Um, but then I think, you know, I just you know, you grow up and life kind of gets in the way and yeah. I went to college, got my big girl job and just kind of forgot about ever doing that. And, um, I had a friend who, um, she was also wanting to be an artist. And so we just kind of got to talking one day and we sort of realized like, Hey, we should try to pursue this thing that we've wanted to pursue so that when we look back on our lives, we can, you know, say that we so did it. Amazing. And so we sort of made this like, packed or whatever that you know we would start going out to open mics and stuff and of course it just took even from that point it was still like years in the making because I took some stand-up classes but I never like I never went out to open mics or did any shows or did anything with that I just kind of took the class and went well that that was fun and then forgot about it and okay it took like some time for me to just work through the fear and you know all those like oh I'm not funny and all those demons and stuff that you have and and (sighs) working through all that and so um it still took a lot of time to kind of get out there and do it but I think that was sort of the root of it was just wanting to do the thing that I wanted to do even if it's just on this like you know a local scale or even as a hobby or something you know just to be like i did it yeah well, it's yeah. it's oh, i'm sorry did I oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. yeah it, it it is a fun hobby to have right like i yeah. like i think of like like how i'm doing this and how much i look forward to it like and like i never like got off work and looked forward to going to the gym i never right. got off work and looked forward to going anywhere right yeah. but now it's like I get off work and I'm just like, all right, let's go. And even on like, cause like I try to have nights where I'm like, okay, Monday and Tuesday, I'm not going out, but like, I'll find myself like on 
Monday or Tuesday by like 7.30 where like I've done like my laundry. I've done my dishes. Mm-hmm. I've I've played with the dog and I'm like, I could make it. To- you could still go to a mic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I, and I have to I have to talk myself out of it yeah. because like I need my rest. Right. You know? Well, you got to pick up Mondays and Tuesdays. Those are hot open mic nights. You got to switch those days off to something else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. OK, here's my. OK, so you say Tuesday's a hot open mic night, right? Luna's. Right? Yeah, I think Mondays and Tuesdays are good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Monday yeah. comedy spot. Yeah. Right. Um, but here, here here's where my snobbery comes in. Of course. Oh, I don't. <laughs> Break it down. I see spiraling going on over here. I don't. <laughs> I don't kidding. like the randomness of Luna's. Mm. I, I hear that. I that is. I totally. I get that. I don't like I, the randomness of Luna's, and and you also kind of run into that at the comedy spot, where like you could go third, you could go twenty second. But at least there's a list. Exactly. Yeah. yeah the and then you spot, know, you know that okay, I am twenty second tonight. So let me go grab I, a cup of coffee. Do right, some writing. I can yeah. chill. But yeah, you're right. That the thing. I like it and I don't like it. I don't like it for the same reasons that you described, but I also like it because it always sort of, you're always sort of on. on yeah, you know? yeah. Every time the names come up, you're like, is it going to be my turn? It could be, and me. It there could be is, me in 45 seconds. There is sort of a rush with that. There so is. I do like right. that, but I also do hear what you're saying about, I, I don't like the unknown. And am I going up at 8.05 or am I going up at, you know, yeah. 9.25? It's... It can be a long night, but for I sure. but I think that like a next step for me is going to be going to Luna's because I need to be able to turn it on. Yeah, like right when they say, right. "Okay, Jesse Rivera, you're next." Like, fuck, you know. Yeah. So um, I, I think th- I just think audience wise, if if an audience comes out at Luna's, I think it can be a really great. It feels more like a show right. than a mic if you have the crowd that's the other thing that sucks about if you if you go up later you know you see there's this great big full house and you're like oh yeah you're when i go itching. up yeah you're just and then itching. you just slowly see it sort of peter out yeah. until there's like four comics and then that one guy in the back wall and you're like cool now i'm going <laughs> or how about like, i'm going up I, I, like what you just described and you're like oh that table right there i have like five things ready for that table yeah. and you see them get up and leave you're like no wait i know you're like wait no i was gonna insult you and it was gonna be great <laughs> i had a whole bit written how is this gonna happen no my question then um i know like you were talking about how you had like the big girl job and then you got into comedy were you yeah. working and doing comedy at the same time yeah mm-hmm. so i'm newer obviously yeah. right how do you balance the work comedy lifestyle like yeah. what's the thing that like gets you going after a long day at work and you're like all right let's go grind you know what i mean like yeah i mean i guess the biggest stupid question no oh, yeah. i mean for me like the biggest thing would, is always just like do i want to go out tonight right yeah. i mean if you're balancing a day job and comedy like you should yeah. want to be you know it shouldn't be like we have to go out every night and grind like that's what i do every week. but you're like, like no i feel i don't know i guess it depends on what your intentions are because yeah. at the time when i had a day job comedy was a hobby so it was something that i wanted yeah. to you know do when i wanted to do it right so if i didn't feel like going out to a mic then I didn't, you know, yeah. if I didn't feel like writing, um, it was, it was definitely much more of just a hobby. So the balance was like a little bit easier. So I guess it really depends on yeah what your intentions are. Um, I mean, now I, I left my day job just so I can just I work on comedy. So, so, oh, you did that's that? so yeah. Awesome. Oh, wow. Well, it, it didn't quite, it didn't quite happen that way. I left my day job, um, in May of 2018 to start my own business. 
And okay. so that was sort of like, I'm leaving this. I want to try something new. I had a few other little side hustles that I wanted to kind of turn into main hustle. So I kind of had some other things lined up. Um, and just, you know, like it didn't pan out. And so I ended up doing um, some consulting for a startup company. And then that didn't really work out about six months later. So then I'm just sort of back at square one. You know, I was like, do I try to go back and get a day job? Um, you know, and so I had made this list. I just sort of like freeform wrote out a list of like stuff. I was like, do I want to write a book? You know, I'm just kind right. of thinking of what's my next sort of move. And um, I didn't even know it at the time. But when I went back and looked at that list later, the very first thing I wrote was be a re- like be a real stand up comedian. Oh, wow. And I kind of got goosebumps. And I was like, oh, shit. I was, can I say shit? Uh, <laughs> you can say whatever the fuck. <laughs> you want. I was like, oh, shucks. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, what? well, of course, I wrote that down first and I didn't even realize it. So I think I'd always just sort of thought of comedy as a hobby and I had never really tried to, you know, turn it into something. So then I just was like, OK, let's let's give this a whirl and see. And you didn't put that okay. pressure on it. Like you're like, I'm doing this to become a stand up comedian for the rest of my life. Like at first you're like, no, this is my hobby. I'm going to put my passion into it. And that yeah. passion turned and fueled it into the, like, this beautiful thing that you have now. Yeah. Well, the way, yeah, the way I looked at comedy was I had a good day job. I enjoyed aspects of it. I wasn't super passionate about it. So I used comedy as like the thing I was passionate about, you know? Yeah. So I was trying to have that balance with, a day yeah. job that I wasn't super passionate about and then going, well, I've got comedy at night, but now mm-hmm. I was like, why don't I just cut out yeah. that middleman? And <laughs> and now you only have the thing you're passionate yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And how's that been? How's that been for the soul? It's been great. I mean, it's, it's tough too. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of hard work and, um, a lot of getting rejection letters. I just got a rejection letter yesterday, you know, for something, thank you know, thank you. No, thank you. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, there's just good days and bad days like with anything. But um, I think there's a comedian, Pete Holmes, he said it really well that your your worst day as a comic is still better than your best day at a job that you don't like. So that always helps me keep it in perspective. You know, it's like if you drive to San Francisco uh, for, you know, it takes you three hours to get there and you have a crappy show and you didn't get paid any money and, then and you got a back. parking ticket and you're just like, Yo, that was still cool though. Like, <laughs> worst night of my life, but still had a good time. Yeah, you know? that's true, huh? So I think that always kind of helps put it in perspective too. Okay, I'll let you take a sip of your tea oh. now. I, mm. I I asked that question right when you were about right when she was about <laughs> she to was sip like her tea. Mid. Well, you know yeah, what? I, I mean, I'm here for a podcast. I'm not here for the, a tea party. Although I did bring my own. But you did bring your own. I did tea. bring my own organic Tazo chai tea. Um, because let's turn this into a tea party. I mean, (laughs) I, I was starting to listen to one of your episodes this morning and, um, well, just cause I was like, what am I getting into? You know, it's always good to have a sense. Oh, I'm pretty sure we just talk about comedy, you know? Yeah, we do. Um, and, uh, I heard you offer the person coffee Uh and I was like, well, I don't drink coffee. I should bring a tea. Oh, see? Yeah. There you go. Cause I was like, he's definitely probably not going to have organic tazo chai i don't have tazo chai but i do have i do have tea okay and i don't know what kind of it's just a box from trader joe's right like, like a sample oh i like trader joe's teas i love trader joe's. but i think i've picked out all my all the good ones yeah, yeah. well i but that's good to me so it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that it's like what you would like right right, right. 
we all have different palettes. That's what makes this world beautiful. Well, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite things now is like on Saturday morning, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I get to have Jesse's black coffee. And like, I just like get so excited. Yeah. And like, it gets me going. I come here, I drink the coffee. I'm like, oh, I'm ready for the day. Yeah. Coffee. Do you, coffee. you guys do this every Saturday? We've been doing this every Saturday wow. morning for cool. uh, three weeks now. Three. Yeah. I've been doing it. So when I first started the podcast, it was like just this crazy schedule of like, literally like anybody who would agree to do it like we'd be like at an open mic like at 11 o'clock like after vince's at right. like 12 30 and like parker newman's like sure i'll come over <laughs> like yeah. all right let's go and oh like, like right then and there yeah oh, and like such we, a late night we would be here to like i don't know a couple times we we're here to like 2 30 in the morning that. yeah and then i was like wait this isn't working so right then i was like um okay saturday mornings only mm-hmm and so then I did the Saturday. Then then I did the Saturday mornings only and telling people this is the window. And it kind of helped them schedule better, too. Sure. And so it, it works out now. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse Good. just grinds these out like he's has such like a crazy work ethic. It just blows my mind. Like yeah. I watch him like he like has all these set up. He's a Google calendar. It's like so professional. I'm like <laughs> I love this. Nice. This is so dope. It's the only thing I'm like professional about <laughs> everything what, else is what like, inspired you to do the podcast uh uh mark maron excuse <laughs> me mark maron joey diaz dean del rey uh eliza schlesinger yeah um all of them joe rogan mm-hmm. i don't think you can't have a podcast and not somehow be influenced right. a little bit by joe rogan but right. that so just like me. listening to those and then going i want to do that yeah but cool. you know what i always wanted to be a journalist like mm. going like like going back like like high school jesse like i wanted to write for rolling stone magazine awesome that's that was absolutely what i wanted to do yeah but then like when i grew up and like you know my eyes opened i was like oh, journalists are kind of sleazy you know like some of them are sure. you know but um and then i'm like but you got into comedy because <laughs> god knows so now i produce comedy like- <laughs> <laughs> Nothing sleazy about that, Nothing Jesse. Sleazy about those guys. <laughs> yeah. Journalists, though, pigs. <laughs> pigs, horrible. They just lie. They're not the truth. It's fake. Comedy, yeah. it's all real. Nothing's made up. I saw this meme the other day, and it was like one square was like this like comedian telling a poop joke, and then the next one was like he, the next day he's on a podcast somewhere, and he's like, "Yeah, being a comedian is like being the philant." Flintbrist of life or yeah. something like that and it was like we tell like shit jokes but then we like go and we sit down and we're just like yeah my comedy help us express and like freeze <laughs> others like <laughs> I, I think speech. I've seen that yeah yeah that yeah. poop joke just really you know expresses yeah. my personality <laughs> yeah I think that was like the one of the early rules uh, when I was like asking like older uh, like comics that have been there dude no dick jokes no poop jokes okay then just go yeah <laughs> and I was like all right let me scratch these two out. <laughs> You're like, I worked really hard All on right, those. I'm down to two minutes. Like, I don't know. A good poop joke, though. Still gets me. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> right in the especially in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. After my <laughs> second cup of Tazo chai organic tea. Oh, man. Um, you are... are you, you are involved with the Sacramento Comedy Spot, right? Like, yes. are you, you're on the board. What do you... Um, I'm you, not on you're, the you're board. You're pulling some strings? I... Uh, so, I was... Uh, Oh, given the uh, illustrious title of stand-up program director. There you go. Yeah. That's what it's called. So I don't I don't uh, produce or book all of the stand-up shows there. There are still quite a few shows that are sort of, you know, doing their own thing, like Fresh Five and 
diversity and dragons and there's others that they're sort of already on the schedule and they kind of do their own thing mm-hmm. um there are just certain time blocks any anywhere between one to three shows a month that um i just sort of create and produce and book um okay. for the comedy spot um some of those are recurring shows sometimes we're coming up with new shows sometimes i just connect with other comics and say hey do you want to do a show here you know here's the time and date and the budget and everything you go off and you know so i'm sort of like subcontracting out some of the shows like it's all your show just connect with me let me know what you need if Uh you want us to make the facebook page or the flyer or whatever um so yeah i i just do that just to you know just kind of you know there's sort of the three pillars at the comedy spot of stand-up improv and sketch right. so um you know brian crawl the the founder of the comedy spot um he just wanted to have different people in those roles making sure like is stand-up um getting what it needs is is, is the community being built up um are there opportunities for stand-up comedians and he's also done the same thing with improv he's got chris emery being the improv uh, program director so it's the same thing it's just someone else with like another eye on right. that part of the comedy so yeah because it's it's gotten the comedy spot has gotten so big like yeah. it's, it's i imagine it's hard for one person to oh. to, to be in charge yeah. and have uh diversity at for the same sure. time yeah because i think sometimes like it's not that that we become inclusive but it's just like we're so busy we don't have the time to be diverse so yeah. that's where you you bring in like a, a like a board member or advisors yeah that help keep your eye on the vision yeah and it's also just someone i mean you know brian's background is is more in improv so just having someone more in tune with the stand-up world and um you know kind of what works and what doesn't work just right you know and it's just one less thing that he has to worry about he can you know he can take a step back and be focusing on other things how to run the business and yes. kind of the bigger picture things of the comedy spot and you know he's really big on making sure the comedy spot is a place you know it's a very community-based place where people can come and perform and um so he's like you know able to focus more on his bigger goals and the comedy spots bigger goals rather than like okay which comic do i book for this friday night show you yeah know? he doesn't Kinda need like, to, have he doesn't to, need to be that. in the yeah. weeds doing that stuff um but it's really fun too because it's a great opportunity for me to come up with new content um create different shows have other people you know bringing in people from the bay area and from la to come and and do shows at the comedy spot so it's been a really fun great opportunity for me too is just kind of being able to be that hub and and you know i have people that reach out to me and you know i have a list of people that are like want to do a show at the comedy spot they've never been there before Mm -hmm. so um yeah it's just been really fun to to be able to, you know, have that opportunity. Yeah. I reached out to you and you got me on uh, Comedy Exchange. Yeah. We did yeah, Comedy, me, Comedy me Exchange and, is so fun. I love it. Me and Amy Estes. Yeah. You were on Comedy Exchange together. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, how hands-on are you with FemFest? Um, yeah, pretty hands-on. That's... Um, is so, that you and Bed Steyer? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's our little baby. Um, so, yeah, the second annual FemFest is coming up uh, March 20th through Ooh, the 22nd I'm excited I'm yeah so sorry to go like last year I really wanted to and I just heard so many amazing things about it yeah so. it was such a fun first year and we got such a great response and a great turnout and um <clears throat> yeah we're looking forward to doing it again this year so it'll be a full weekend of um, stand-up sketch and improv um, by all female performers so yeah we're really looking forward to that. So, yeah, Beth Saida and I, I mean, she's she's the improv kind of sketch side of the house. So she's been, you know, in charge of that half of it. And then I've been in charge of the stand-up. And 
Um, and then we have, you know, the comedy spot, um, support and, and they, they, you know, they're, they're helping us out too. Had so. you and Bedsida worked together previously? Like, how did you guys get paired up to do this? Like, was it something that like kind of Brian pieced together or did you, were you guys just like talking one day? Yeah, I think, um, it was, if, if, if I remember correctly, it was something that Brian and Bedsida had been talking about and wanting to work on. And then I think they wanted to bring in someone for kind of the stand up side of it. And so then they reached out to me. So okay. Awesome. Yeah. But Betsaida and I, we, um, I've known her for, for a few years, just back in, um, blacktop days, um, getting oh, wow. to know her back then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've worked together and she, she mostly does improv, but she also does stand up too. So, um, I had booked her on a show out at blacktop, um, doing stand up, and that's kind of how we originally met. And, um, so yeah. That's interesting. So Blacktop's been around a lot longer than 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 I thought it had been around, right? Like, how long has Blacktop been out there? I I couldn't say. Uh, I I I know like at least Three? five five or six oh, years. Five years. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I think so, um, for sure. Because I'm pretty sure it's it's always been around as as long as I've been doing comedy. So I'm not sure how much longer. Uh, okay. It's been, but at least five years, definitely. Yeah. Right on. I guess, like, um, with the Comedy Spot, like, the shows that you pre- produced, mm-hmm. what's, like, your favorite show? Like, thinking back over the years, like, what's your favorite show that you've produced over there? Um, well, I definitely like the LGBT shows yeah. a lot. Those are, I mean, we always have such a great turnout. The crowd is so supportive. Um, they're just they're just really there to laugh and, yeah. and have a good time. And they always just, the, the shows just always have a great turnout. And right. it's it just feels like... It doesn't feel like a lot of work, you it's, know. It's right? it's always such a positive, inclusive energy. Yeah. Like, so it's just always so fun. It just it just feels like fun and easy. I mean, there's some shows where you produce and you do all this promoting and you flyer and you do you know X, Y, and Z, and then like three people show up, and you're just I, like, man, I put so much money and energy and effort into this, and you you know you're texting your friends to come mm-hmm. out, and you're just hoping. Um, I just, with this, it just always kind of just seems to be this like easy, seamless process. And, uh-huh. and then the result is always so great. So it's I like feel community. Like, yeah. It just feels that sense of community and like you can gather and yeah. like, just be with each other. So it's like, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. It's a fun, uh, it's a fun, it's always a fun night. I really like comedy exchange too. Um, because I love that, you know, stand-ups usually stand-up and improv is usually improv yeah. and they're kind of two so worlds. You want to describe what Comedy Exchange is? Oh, yeah, is? definitely. Yeah, so yeah. Comedy Exchange is um, a show that we do at the Comedy Spot and um, it's where improv and stand-up meet. So basically, I bring out two different stand-up comedians. They do their set and then we have um, an improv team and uh, they then create comedy scenes based mm-hmm. off of the stand-up comedian's right. jokes. So um, it's just really fun as a stand-up comedian to see your jokes get turned into into life into life yeah into, almost so like cool. a sitcom yeah and there's been times where i mean you get you get new tags for your jokes based on what they do you know right. or they they'll right. take something and then they'll play another hit on that pattern and you'll be like oh i never even thought to say that to the joke or to do that so you can also get awesome. tags from your jokes so that's interesting because like that's like one um writing exercise i've heard a lot of comics say is like is like you state your premise and then you you get the obvious tag and right. but then it's the second and third tag that are what really gets the laugh yeah so like kind of what you it, it said right now is like when they go out there and like 
they take it the step further. They take it to crazy town as right. Brian says, and you're like, Oh, I hadn't, I hadn't reached out that far with it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a great show. Um, I'm looking forward to, cause like, you know, I, I, I don't, I dislike the, the cold, the cold months. Right. And, and oh, I, me too. And, and it's see, like, it's not even that cold here, but I, I mean, we're Californians. <laughs> I know, but I, like, I, yeah, this last week when it, you know, it was, <laughs> when, it, <laughs> when it was like 36 degrees. I feel you sister. Oh my oh, gosh. Yes. I'm just not built for uh, it. I'm the not East built Coast for it. has like six feet of snow and they look at us and you know, you guys suck. Yeah. I've never shoveled snow in my no, life. I have no, no idea what I've that's I've hardly like. even ever touched snow because I'm like, no, I don't think so. You're like, I know. ew, cold. Get that I've seen pictures of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've seen yeah. pictures of it. God damn it. <laughs> I've read about it. Yeah. You know, I listened to a podcast about it. Yeah. I listened to a podcast about <laughs> snow. <laughs> Uh, it's called Cocaine Cowboys. Now, <laughs> uh, anyway, so it starts warming up. But what I was gonna say is like it's 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 almost moving van season. Oh yes, so there's another show you're kind of involved with. Yes, right? yes, yeah. Shahara Hyatt and I um, co-produced that. Um, yeah, it's just a funky, janky, weird time. We rent a moving van uh, and we pop up in a po- parking lot somewhere. Um, and we do stand-up comedy. Did you guys ever pick the wrong parking lot? <laughs> oh, that's why I was thinking in my head. We, like, we, we, we did what, it wasn't like the wrong where anything really bad happened, but we do scout, we go around and we scout areas that look like, you know, they're going to be empty um, on the weekend at night. Uh-huh. And uh, we had found this spot. It's, it's on uh, 19th, I think, in between where the Chipotle and whatever that brewery is that's shut down now on the corner there. 19th and what? Uh, L. Okay, okay. There's like a Goldstone or something. It Golden was a bear. No, no, it was like a brewery. It was kind of one of those like beer garden things where it was outside. It was oh, like it was beer garden, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, but it's a it's it's like that, but it's okay. not. But they got shut down, so it's where the Chipotle is. There uh-huh. used to be a laundry mat right there that got torn down, but there was an empty. It's parking. so sad. Like it, there used to be a brewery there, now it's a Chipotle. Uh no no it was next door. So there's okay. the Chipotle's on Capitol and Nineteenth, and then where Chipotle should be. Yeah, exactly. And so there there was an empty parking lot there, and we thought, oh, this will be great because it's really in. The this busy part of town and uh, we'll get a lot of foot traffic right. and uh but then we were i remember i was getting in the van about to drive over and one of the comedians texted he'd already gotten there and was like this whole parking lot is like completely full of cars <laughs> <laughs> so we were like oh okay uh so we had just we just def- this was like the second or third time we had ever done it so we just defaulted back to the first spot Okay. That we had done it, which is this great parking lot on I and Twentieth, where no one ever uses it at night. I sh- probably shouldn't even be saying this. Oh, like now- the one behind uh, Tank House. Yes, mm-hmm. I went to one of the. I, yeah, I've gone to to. I've been to one there, and I really enjoyed it. That yeah, night. yeah. That's do, yeah. That's the first place we ever did it at. Okay, and that is our default if we can't find a new spot. We have a, a, a handful of places that we sort of rotate through. But then we are always sort of looking for, is there a new place or is there somewhere different? We also sometimes don't even do it in the parking lot. We, we've we done it at the Red Museum a few times. Mm. So we're kind of just, I don't know if it's like meta or ironic or something, whatever, where you're like, it's the moving van show, but we don't have the moving van. Yeah. <laughs> and normally it's a secret too. We right. don't announce it until the day of, but we've yeah. done it at the Red Museum where we make a Facebook event with the address and everything. So it's like, it's a secret comedy show out of the back of a moving <sighs> so van dope. that wasn't a secret and we didn't do it in the moving van just because we like to be weird. Yeah. Um, and There's different. no rules. No, I mean, we've looked into, because especially 
you're right. It's a seasonal show, so we're out there. So when, you only have a handful of them. Yeah, we it's, usually and it's monthly, right? So it's yes. seasonal and monthly. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So we've been <clears throat> we've been trying to do them on second Saturday. Sometimes the scheduling doesn't work, but weather permitting, second Saturday usually. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So I mean, depending on the weather, sometimes we don't start till April, May, or June. If yeah. it's like if it's raining right. or if it's too cold. Um, so sometimes we'll start off somewhere that's indoors if we know the weather might be a little fickle or we've done a show in December before where it's cold, oh, but we're in a, that, at the Red Museum. So okay. we're indoors. Um, so we'll try to be a little creative like that to sort of extend the right. season a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we just and it, it's it's fun. It, it has sort of a weird cult following um, I, I love it I, I haven't i don't follow it like a cult but i have been to a handful of them and i love it because um uh the last one we went to of course i always have my lawn chairs in the trunk of my car oh, and so uh we picked up a pizza yeah and we and we headed down there and and we did our thing and we watched a great show i think uh ruby setnik was on that one and uh i can't remember who else but Two things. You said my favorite sentence that I will remember for the rest of my life. Pizza? Yeah, that was a great parking lot. Oh. There's some great parking lots up there. I heard pizza. Like, I was like, man. And then two, have you ever gotten kicked out of a parking lot before? Um, We haven't gotten kicked out. We did we did roll up one time to a parking lot that we'd done it at, at a few times, and a guy pulled up and basically told us that uh, we couldn't do the show there. And uh, I... I, I put on my real sweet face. You know, I was like, I can go two ways, right? I can like, I can go bitch face or sweet face. Mm. And I went real like compassionate and trying to, you know, be very understanding and uh, just like explain to this guy what we were doing and that we've done it here before. And um, he was like, okay, well, I won't say anything to the property owner, the landlord of the parking lot. So we were like, okay, hey, thank you. So oh, we still wow. did the show and I think we've gone back there since then. Um, we did have, uh, the, uh, the police come one time, uh, they, the show had ended and we were kind of wrapping up and we were playing Mm -hmm. some music, um, at a reasonable volume in the parking lot and the police just kind of came over. They were curious about what we were doing. What are these kids up to? Yeah. And we just, (laughs) we just, Shahara, you know, she was our, our, she's our, you know, PR and spokesperson. She does a lot of public speaking in her day job. So we sent her over to. <laughs> she was like, said something about how it was a peaceful protest or something. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, and they basically they didn't they didn't seem concerned or have any qualms or anything. And they just they just went on their way. So fair enough. Yeah, That's awesome. but um, for the most part, we've been just really lucky and fortunate. There's been nights where. And I've learned from this when, you know, when you're going out to scout parking lots, um, make sure that you go out at night so you can see what the lighting is like. Mm. Because we've driven by things and said, oh, that's a great spot. And then there's either no lights or a light flickering. And we've had a guy go home and get a lantern for us one time so we could have light for the show. And Uh it was very much like telling scary stories in the dark with the lantern up to your face. Um, so yeah, we've, we've had all kinds of weird little things that happen like that, but, uh, it never usually impacts the show, but it, there is that element of fun of what's going to happen tonight or, um, it's great uh, just having people walk by yeah, and they've sure, never, sure you get a little nervous anytime you see a car get too close to it, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, oh shoot, is this? Yeah. We, there was one time where, where the, a cop drove by again. And uh, I was, I was, you know, I was getting nervous when I see a cop. <laughs> me too. And he, you know, they just. Oh, it's not just me. They, no, 
they just drove by. So, I mean, I, I think, too, a lot with Second Saturday, there's sort of that expectation that there's little pop-up things and people are, you know, mm. doing their art on the sidewalk. And, you know, there's always sort of more things going on. So I don't think it really draws much attention. So Right on. But right it's on. such a fun show. The audience, again, is is a very fun, supportive, receptive audience. Um, it can be a, a weird tough night though because you are out in a parking lot and you don't have great acoustics Gotta work so it. yeah oh, those right. those laughs get lost a little bit uh-huh. or sometimes people but i think are, that's what like you want the crowd to pull in as tight yeah, as possible right yeah I guess um that, so yeah i mean you know you, you you have uh you have a lot of distractions being outside right sometimes people coming by playing loud music or honking at you or the brew bike comes by so you have to oh, the deal with these brew bike. yeah you have to just sort of pivot and be able to um have fun with all of these right. external sort of distractions so it always makes for um a, a very unusual and unique fun experience yeah people we have there's there's uh some some older people that come out and they it's just like front and center with their real fancy camping chairs and uh <laughs> oh you're right that was you no <laughs> but it's just so fun to see people bring yeah i mean bring all their food and Bring their chairs and blankets. I bring my dog next time. I love. Oh yeah, definitely. We've had people bring their animals. It's just so fun to see what people come out and bring you, along with them. Do you get a deal on the moving van? No. Is it U-Haul? It is U-Haul. Oh, Shout out to U-Haul. Hey U-Haul, can you sponsor, please? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Gosh. Free advertising. You know, I was gonna talk about a little bit. So we're talking about we talked about the moving van show and. Um, I want to talk about like the living room show. Yeah. And I love these alt venues. I know. I right? love it too. I, like so many comics, like, like we start off early and we're like, Oh man, I, I want to get booked on punch. I want to get booked at laughs. I want to get booked at, you know, the, the, the big clubs that sure. like, that like is what we hear and what we think is like, what is important. Right. But there's these, these alt venues and these alt shows are just as fun and mm-hmm. just as important. And I think, really are like the foundation of the scene don't you think yeah definitely i mean i love when new funky shows come in you know into play Mm -hmm. um when i first got into comedy there was this group um they were called calm eddie llc and it was um jason anderson um bill wallace and edgar granados and they would do shows um in their apartment they would they did a, a a chili pepper like a hot pepper eating show so you would have to eat progressively hot peppers and do your set and do your set and it was just that is so cool it was so fun to I'm just out. i it was it was amazing like i mean i think someone threw up not on stage they were able to run to the bathroom but i mean they were they weren't ghost pepper hot but they were they were hot it wasn't this right. wasn't just no jalapeno cool about it, yeah, yeah. There was, I mean, I think it started off light with just like a jalapeno and then it sort of got progressively hotter with like the pretty hot peppers. Um, but it was so fun to just see people's faces transform Yeah. and, you know, someone collapse on the floor and still doing their set right. lane in the still fetal position. Um, so I just love funky stuff like that. And I think you're right. I mean, it is, it is vital to the scene and it also, it is, it is different. It, you're right. I mean, it's not going to be your same show as a punchline or laughs unlimited or comedy spot or stab or anything like that. Uh-huh. But it, it is a fun thing and it isn't, it, you know, it's, it just comes back to that idea of 
getting different types of experiences, you know, yeah. like doing club work, doing corporate, doing, you know, uh, AA meeting, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like any, anything. I mean, I think comedy is just, I mean, it's always been big, but it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And now everybody wants to have some sort of comedy right. at their work event, their holiday event, their, you know, you know, I want to do one in my garage. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You definitely, I want to do one in my garage do that. and I want to set up my kitchen as the green room with like a video game that the comics could be playing while they're waiting for their set. Yeah. I'm trying to book Emma Haney for it. That would be <laughs> That's so what fun. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And then you could walk from the, from the kitchen through the kitchen into the, onto the stage. Right. Oh, you haven't seen my garage, but yeah, no. but it would be a small show. Be, I think I can get 15 people in there. Yeah. See, I would, I, I would, I have had the idea of wanting to do something like that too, but I don't want people at my house. I <laughs> <laughs> don't want them to know where you live. Well, maybe I was we, just like, maybe we could co-produce it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to rent a porta potty. So no one has to go into the house. I love it. <laughs> You're just, like, don't touch my thing. I'd be like, go ask the neighbor. <laughs> I'm just such an old lady, you know. I like I live. I live alone. I just, I just like no one. Like no one really comes over. Uh (laughs) You're like, wow. I'm reevaluating my life right now. (laughs) But I love it. I have. It's gonna sound really sad and tragic, but uh, (laughs) promise. But but keep telling us. So a few months ago, my cat died, and uh, I have. I had a little party at my house where we put up a slideshow. I did like a slideshow of the cat. I had stories. We had food and music and stuff. And it was just really cute. Like your cat's favorite foods. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We had different types of kibble and wet food. Everybody. I mean, the salmon pate was definitely the best. (laughs) But I realized I was like, and I had some of my closest friends and my girlfriend come over. And I was like, this is so fun. This is so nice. And then I realized I hadn't had anybody over since the last time my other cat died and I had this same party for her. <laughs> so I got to wait for a cat to die to come over. Yeah, well, there's no more. That's it. Oh, okay. I only had two. They're there's both. some in this neighborhood. Maybe we can get you one. <laughs> you, you know get what? I've, cat with this podcast. I, I've had cats my whole life since I was a little kid. And um, I just, it's actually kind of been a little bit nice not having to, yeah. you know take care of something i mean i know cats are pretty low maintenance but i can't you know you can't just be gone for a week and not have right. anyone check on it so it's been nice to just know that i can travel or you know stay over at my girlfriend's house and yeah. not have to get up early the next morning and be like i've got to feed the cat and yeah be, be there yeah. for it because that's it's what kind of used- sucks about having the dog too, yeah. yeah so well, so kids are a no for people like us yeah for sure so well, it's yeah. like it's kind of nice having and uh not having any animals right now and uh, my girlfriend has two dogs, so it's sort of like I, I have, you know, yeah. I have like stepchildren or like <laughs> where it's like, you know, I I see them and then it's like, bye, go, <laughs> go home to mommy. Yeah, <laughs> well, I the, get it. The thing is, is that my mother, so she loves small chihuahuas, mm-hmm. right? All her entire life, she's had those. And it's a cycle, right? They yeah. die. She gets like senior dogs, which are close mm, to death. Right. A huge pain in the ass. And so they die. And then she's like, oh, I don't want another one. And then all of a sudden, a week later, I come by. There's three goddamn chihuahuas oh, wow. in her house. She's like, I don't know what to do. They just, they show up here. I'm like, no, you they go down. Up. You come down to the fucking shelter and you pick them up. Like, I don't understand. Like, wait. She's like, I'm addicted to chihuahuas. Yeah. You know? Like, it's a cycle. Like, you'll start feeling it. You're like, oh, I want another cat. Yeah. I, yeah, I used to joke that just like being an old Mexican, they assign you a chihuahua. Like. <laughs> <laughs> They, as soon as I turned 40, they gave me one. Wow. <laughs> like, and I get another one every five years. 
every so five years that's what i'm thinking is gonna Jeez. happen like and so that doesn't eventually. seem like enough you're gonna end up with a like you're gonna have some overlap there where you have like four <laughs> well, chihuahuas have you ever been to my aunt's house because like old i know mexicans, i mean you like, would yeah. know if i had been to your aunt's yeah house. like old mexicans like they have like five chihuahuas running yeah. around and it's like once you hit like 40 45 you start getting a chihuahua like every five years my it's mom's like on handbags. a chihuahua run right now yeah 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 she had uh, she had a, a chihuahua. I actually just wrote sort of a new joke about her dog dying. I know that sounds awful, but uh, it's, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I don't know. I, I I do have a darker side to my comedy, so I like to try to take darker things and and inject humor into them. That's so awesome. I wrote a newer story about her dog dying, and uh, it was a chihuahua, and it was it, she'd had it for like 13, 14 years. Oh, so wow. yeah, and she'd had it for a while, and she immediately like the next day was in the market for um a new puppy and it ended up being it's part chihuahua part we don't know <laughs> you know like you were I saying about your dog yeah, yeah yeah um so i think my mom's on that chihuahua like she's on, on that, that chihuahua, chihuahua kick? yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> she's about that chihuahua life i feel for you <laughs> yeah but oh, her new man. dog is so cute like oh. I, i've always been a cat person like we were talking about earlier but uh, my girlfriend has dogs and I've been growing to like love and appreciate yeah. them. And I think I officially became a dog daddy this last week when I was oh, at awesome. Ross in the dog toy aisle. Congratulations. Sharing man. pictures of my girlfriend's dogs <laughs> with a total stranger <laughs> while they were showing pictures of their dogs. And I was like, how does this, how does this happen? And I, happened. I went to a, I went to an Eliza Schlesinger show and I did the meet and greet. Uh huh. And, I flipped the fuck out when the dog came out. <laughs> oh, my God. And she let me hold her, Blanche. Yeah. She let me hold Blanche. I was like, you're going to let me hold her? She's like, yeah. And she was so soft. Yeah, that dog's dead, though, now, right? Isn't yeah, it? Blanche passed away. <laughs> God damn, dude. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to dead dog hour. Yeah. Dude, like... <laughs> we should do a segment. We should. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. Just bring on people who... Had animals that die, and then they can tell well, their story. I have. I'm gonna make you guys look at my uh, Paisley photo book uh, when we're done recording okay. the podcast because I, I had a dog that died uh, about maybe almost two years ago. Oh, Is that I'm before sorry. you got P? Before you got Penelope? Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll slip and I'll call Penelope Paisley, Aww. and like Penelope looks at me like Who's she's like, Paisley? "Excuse you." No, well, I think like I'm Pen- just Penelope thinks like Paisley's like a girlfriend that left me. Like, she doesn't. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She doesn't get it. She's like, Papa gets sad when he talks about Paisley. Aww. And then she's like, that was her. She'll point at the Amy Winehouse. Oh, I was like, I was like, I was like that looks like Amy Winehouse to me. That is, that is an interesting uh, looking that chihuahua. Model. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what that Penelope thinks that that's, that's Paisley. Uh, who, who, right. who, and she can't figure out if she left me or if she died. But she right. Just, Either she way, just knows she's dead pa- to you. Yeah, yeah, Papa gets sad when he talks about she's Paisley. She's like, man, daddy bagged a good one. <laughs> was Paisley a chihuahua too? Yeah, okay. yeah. Paisley was a chihuahua too. Yeah, cute. Yeah, so um, we're we're uh, oh, we already talked about the dope show. Yeah, the dope. We did. Run. I'm excited. Yeah, I keep calling it the dope show too. Yeah, because there's that Maryland Manson. dope show. There's that. Yeah, is it, it is the dope room. It's right? the dope room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I always get that Marilyn Manson song. Yeah, and then anytime head. I post about it on my Instagram stories, I put the Marilyn Manson song because yeah. I, I love that song. It's a great it's, song. It's a yeah. great song. It was a great time in rock and roll. But tonight's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. And have you been before just as an audience yeah, member? Yeah, I've been. So this is her third Dope Room show. Mm-hmm. And the first one, she called it the freshman class because it was all brand new comics. Oh, cute. I love it. And yeah, uh, I, and I got to headline that one. that one. Nice. And it was my first time doing 15 minutes. And it was like 
everything I had, like mm-hmm. every joke I had, like somehow strung together with a little bit of crowd work. And it was like fi- made 15 minutes. Yeah. It was like 15 minutes and 10 seconds. <laughs> so I was really That's happy awesome, with though. that. Yeah. And, uh, and then the next one I was, I was in the crowd and it was so much fun. And it was like Johnny Taylor, uh, Becky Lynn, uh, Mike Sella. Nice. And then like now this one tonight, like you, mm-hmm. Miriam Masavi, Emma Haney, Amy Estes, and like two token Artie. guys. Yeah, Artie Valenzuela. Yeah. yeah. And then you. And then yeah, me. I'm excited. Oh, Carolyn, Carolyn. Martin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. And it's and uh, I I was a uh, I I got a day off from work the other day unexpectedly and I and I called Tina and I was like, can we do coffee? And she's like, I'm sending up the dope room. Come over. So I got to watch her like. It was com- I, uh, the dope room was completely empty and she was scrubbing the floors with like a little brush and was, yeah. she was so uh, I call it painstakingly she called it lovingly putting the dope room together piece by right. piece and I just watched and drank coffee with her all morning awesome so I'm really looking forward to it but Matt, Melissa thank you for coming over this yeah, morning yeah thank you and, so much for having me and I had a lot of fun and I and I really I. When I started the podcast, like I had like this list of people that like I eventually wanted to get on the podcast and you were definitely one of them. Thanks. And uh, but the first handful of podcasts, like I didn't know how to work the equipment. I didn't know what I was saying, but I was like, Melissa is definitely somebody I eventually want to get on the podcast. So this is kind of like a a milestone for me to to get to have you over and talk to you because I I really admire the work that you do. and, And I think that that you. You, you you are a great role model to, to all the comics in town. Oh, and it was just an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I was like kind of nervous. I was like, we're interviewing Melissa. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, oh, what shucks. do I do? Yeah, Guys, yeah. stop it. Well, yeah. we're, we're still fanboys at the yeah. heart. Yeah. We oh, all, we that's all so just sweet. love comedy. But. I wanted to say really quick, too, before we go, now that I'm looking at, uh, I just want to say that I love telenovela. Oh, thank you. So much. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to a show several months back, and I had never seen it before. And uh, I just, I've, I've never quite seen anything like it. And we both just left, because she does improv, and uh, we both just left just like, that was just so weird and fun and funny and... It was just such a cool show, so we're excited to come back and, and see but you guys wait, again. Is your girlfriend in the hypothesis? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about an amazing flipping <laughs> show, dude. I know. It's such a fun show to come out and watch. So Yeah. Yeah, they're actually performing. I mean, this will be they're performing, too late. They're performing yeah, tonight. Tomorrow. Oh, tonight. Well, tonight's at, Saturday, yeah. Yeah, at uh, in, they're opening for Improv Jazz at the Comedy Spot. So. Yeah, yeah, the hypothesis. And and you know what? Even like when I was um, putting together a telenovela, like, I just really wanted like the the best and and uh um uh the, there's so many amazing female improvisers yeah and uh and then the hypothetics sprouted and i was like i went and i saw them uh their their oh was it their thursday night debut when did i see them it was like something i thought you were at the because there was the what? acl is that what? Cause like oh, it was Sarah, their ten thirty debut. Yes. It was the debut of their ten thirty. Yeah, yeah, Sarah was the guest. Because first they were they they won cage match like a bunch of weeks in a yeah, row. Yeah, they had like a five or six week streak at cage match, and then and they then, stopped doing cage match, mm-hmm. and then the hypothetics were kind of like well, they were there, but then yeah, I went to the day their ten thirty. Yeah, that's when I saw them. Yeah, For sure. They're amazing. Yeah, it's so fun to like see them perform, and it's it's such I love the it's a very unique premise too for 
you know, the concept of the show. So, yeah, I, I said that, like, uh, I posted a picture of them and I was like, dude, the hypothetics made me want to have a daughter so that yeah. she could have these people as heroes. I saw that, that was because really they're, they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the journalist in me coming back, I was like, trying to get a tagline. <laughs> I love uh, it. But all right, man. Thanks for coming cool, by. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Appreciate anytime. It. Anytime. All right. Okay. Peace. Bye. Hey, man. That's the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you laughed a little bit. I hope you learned a little bit. I hope you come back. Peace. Take care of one another.